VIP. I'm talking about a very important topic today, taking control of your time. Is this something that you are struggling with right now? If so, you are not alone. I'm Missy Travis, a certified infection preventionist and the creator of the IP Mentor Educational Series. Today, we are going to discuss some practical tips and strategies to take control of your time. So stay tuned as I teach you how to become an expert IP. Do you want to learn the basics of infection prevention in a new and interesting way? Then I have a message for you. My name is Missy Travis, and I help leaders and other infection preventionists learn the primary concepts of infection prevention without ever leaving their desk. I've spent the past several years working as a certified infection preventionist, and now I want to help others learn to manage their infection prevention program by connecting the dots with insight and experience. In short, I want to be your mentor. A mentor provides insider information that you just can't get from a book. If you are serious about becoming an expert or just expanding your knowledge in the area of infection prevention, join me here on the IP Mentor Podcast each week where I will provide relevant information that you can apply to your daily activities. Today's topic is certainly not a new topic, and it's probably not the last time that we will discuss this topic. It comes up so frequently, especially for infection preventionists, And the reason is, is because things are constantly changing. Even if you look outside of infection prevention to healthcare, there are new regulations, new requirements, new practices. As we do more research, we find out new ways to do things. So it's always changing. And so today I want to focus on giving you some tools that you can use going forward because I know that this is going to come up again. And right now what I'm hearing from other infection preventionists is that they want to learn more about how to manage their time more effectively and how they can be more efficient at their job. And a lot of that has to do with how you are managing your time. Yes, some of it has to do with skills, and we've been working on that. If you have been following along with my emails and my podcasts and taking some of my courses, I'm trying to help you develop the skills that you need to be an expert infection preventionist. But there's still some basic time management skills that also have to be in place so that you can really achieve all the things that you want to get done in a week or in a day or in a month. And so today we're going to talk about one of those um, tools and strategies that you can implement right now to start taking control of your time. So if you get my free emails, I also sent this out in the form of an email and I gave you a free attachment Um, which is an example of how to do a time assessment. And that's what we're going to talk about today is doing a time assessment. And this really isn't hard and shouldn't take much time, but I guarantee that it's going to reveal to you some key things about how you are spending your time. And it's also going to reveal if there are some 
changes that you can make that could make a drastic improvement in your performance each week. So let's dive into this time assessment. The time assessment really is just looking at how you are spending your time each week. And what I recommend is that you start by looking at an average week. I know that sometimes you're going to have weeks that are busier than others, and there's going to be weeks that are outliers where maybe you're working on a special project um, and you're going to spend more time on something than you normally would. So I'm not necessarily talking about those weeks. I'm just talking about your average week and what you are doing, your normal routine daily tasks that you're doing each day in a week. And those are the things that I want to talk about today. So what I would like for you to do, and you can either do this on a piece of paper, um, you can write it out on a piece of paper, or you can do it on your computer. Um, either way works. Um, the goal of this is really just to get that information in front of you so that you can review it and then really start to make decisions about the information that you are seeing and really start to think about if there are different ways that you can accomplish some of these tasks. And so what I'd like for you to do is list out all of the tasks that you need to do on a weekly basis. Uh, this might include isolation rounding. Um, you may have some reports that are done every week. It may include testing. It may include reporting. Whatever you are doing every week on a routine basis, I want you to list all of those things out. Then I want you to assign a time to each of those things. And I want you to be very honest about this. How much time are you spending on each of these tasks? And I realize that some, some weeks uh, you may spend more time on a task. For instance, if isolation rounds is something that's on your list, one week you may blow right through those isolation rounds. Maybe you don't have as many people on isolation that week. Maybe you get done with your rounds very quickly. Um, another week you might have a ton of people on isolation and maybe it takes you more time that week. So let's just average out the time. What is the average time that you would spend doing that particular task and let's use that time for the sake of this exercise. So I want you to do that for each of those tasks. I want you to assign a time to those. And remembering that most of us, you know, have a set time a week that we're supposed to work. And I know some of you are laughing and you're saying, I haven't worked the time I was supposed to work in months now. But we want to get you back to that time because that is where you want to be. I don't want you working all of those extra hours. I want you to be able to get everything that you need to be done, get done in the time that you want to work. And so let's look at these times now. You've got them all listed. Let's see what times you have next to each of these categories. Now, I want you to start with the ones that are taking the most time. Let's start there. And let's really think about, does it take that much time? Is there anything that we could do differently to shorten that time? And what I want you to think about specifically is, are there some things that we could use in terms of technology that could make this take less time? 
are there some things that we could duplicate that would make this take less time? And are there people that are already doing this that we could use some of the time that they've already spent and get that same information rather than spending your time? So let's kind of unpack each of these and talk about them. The first one in terms of technology. So many of us now are using electronic medical records and love them or hate them they are what most people are using now. And the beauty of electronic medical records is that they have a lot of information that can be pulled from them. For instance, if you are tracking device days, if you are tracking patient days or admissions, several different measures, those can typically be pulled from the electronic medical record. Um, or if you're doing antibiotic stewardship, perhaps you can pull some of that data from the electronic medical record. And so what I would recommend that you do first, if you're thinking about um, specifically things that could be in the medical record, isolation is another thing that is typically in the medical record, especially if you have to have a physician's order. I want you to start thinking about what are some things that you could potentially pull from the medical record if you're not already doing those things. Um, I know some of you are still doing these things manually, and there's probably a way to pull that information electronically, and that's going to take away some of that time burden. And it could be as easy as just sending an email to the person who manages your records and asking them, can this information be pulled from the record? And I can tell you per from personal experience that I've done this myself, and I have found that many times there is a report out there that already exists that can pull that information for you. And just no one thought to tell you that. Um, or maybe you're new to the role and you just haven't had a chance to find it yet. So um, some of that data information, especially data information, a lot of that can be pulled from the medical record. Um, the other thing is in terms of patient days and admissions um, and discharges, those things typically you can pull from the finance department they can tell you that information because they're typically looking at that information as well for budgeting reasons. So if you're trying to get that information yourself manually, I encourage you to try to pull that from a technology source. Number one, it's usually gonna be more accurate and number two, it's going to take you much less time to, to get the information that way. Next, I wanna talk to you um, about using things that are already created, and I'm talking about templates. So if you are doing reports on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, um, if you are giving out the same types of education, I encourage you to create a template and stick with that template. Yes, you can make changes and tweaks here and there, but don't recreate the wheel each time you do something. Um, I created monthly reports for myself and I used those every month. I just went in and changed the month and the numbers and it got so easy for me to do that. Now, it took a little time on the front end to create those reports exactly how I wanted them to be, but then it was so easy 
from then on out because the the report was already created and all I had to do was go in and update the times and the dates and you know the actual data and that makes it so much easier that way you're not creating something different every month just create a template create a word document create an excel spreadsheet and then just go in and update it and that makes it so much easier and especially if you are doing a tool where you are having to add up information like hand hygiene observations or isolation observations you can easily put that in an excel spreadsheet and then it automatically tallies that for you and i know some of you may be intimidated by that but i promise you you can youtube these things and find out easily how to do this it's really not that hard I promise you I don't have the most technical experience myself but I've learned over time how to do these things and it does take a little time on the front end but I promise you it is worth it and and there's probably someone who can teach you in your facility if you're intimidated by YouTube and you don't learn well that way Typically, someone in the finance department is very good at Excel and could probably even build a sheet for you um, and would be happy to do that for you. I've had colleagues that have done that for me in the past, and you know they've done it in a couple of hours, sometimes even less than that, because they do it so frequently, they can just whip something up for you, and it makes it so much easier for you. And again, it makes it so much more accurate, because you're not having to go back through and tally all this information, and then check and recheck, which takes time. And again, that's the goal. We want to reduce the time that we're spending. Now, the final strategy that I was talking about is trying to find out if other people are already doing what you are doing and maybe combine efforts or if they already have a good process in place, just ask them if they will send that information to you, um, especially if you have other people who are, who are looking at quality metrics. Um, many times they are looking at a lot of the same things that you are looking at in infection prevention. And so I would reach out to them and see what are they already looking at. And especially if you work for a corporation, um, many times they have this information at the corporate level that they can pull for you for your facility. So it's all about leveraging things that are already out there that other people are already doing or that are already at your fingertips that's where you're really going to save time it's really by not duplicating efforts and already leveraging the systems that are in place if you don't have systems in place then I encourage you to look into that and I know that many of you may not have the resources to do that right now but let me tell you right now, infection prevention is so top of mind for everyone, including the people who are leading your organization or your facility. And so now is the time to start reaching out to them and asking them for more resources and asking them to help you be able to really use your time wisely because you're only one person or however many people are in your department. If you have more than one person, you know, that still is 
two people, three people that are trying to um, carry the load of an infection prevention program. And you want to free up your time to do the things that really need an actual person, like one-on-one education and coaching and being out there uh, working with people, re-educating them, analyzing data that has already been collected and pulled. You know, those are the things that need your brain power and all of these little menial tasks Let's find a way that we can systematize them or use our technology that we already have to be able to get that information and not have to use your brain power to get it. If you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, I'm here to help you become an IP expert by teaching you practical skills that you can't learn from a book. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. I am here to help you increase your infection prevention IQ as well as gain insights about infection prevention that you won't hear from anywhere else. So I hope to have you back here next week.